بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد earlier in the talk mention was made of the certain practices which become an obstacle to our du'as being accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is absolutely imperative and important that we make an effort concerted effort particularly during these Mubarak nights and Mubarak occasions that we do not fall under the purview of those hadiths of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wherein for example the riwayat of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala na wala yandurullahu ta'ala fiha ila mushrik wala ila mushahin wala ila mudmini khamar wala ila musbil wala ila aqin niwalidayh ila akhir al-hadith and Rasulullah said that even though it's such a mubarak and an accepted occasion Allah Ta'ala does not look with mercy at certain categories of people in the last majlis we had of Hayat al-Sahaba we mentioned the importance of us creating as far as possible a very strong link with seerah with the history of the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the companions because as we mentioned previously just to reiterate we can study the books of fiqh of islamic jurisprudence we learn the rules and the regulations of sharia but to get the mizaj of sharia the temperament of sharia to understand the akhlaq the character of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the beauty of islam for that my respected brothers it is absolutely imperative that we have a very very strong link with seerah allah taala tells us in the quran laqad kana lakum fi rasulillahi uswatun hasana liman kana yarju allah wal yawm al akhir wa dhakara allah kathira very often this verse of the Qur'an technically speaking the translation is not done correctly Allah says لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فُوْ يُوْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ in the Rasul of Allah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uswatun hasana is normally if you ask anybody how to translate this they'll say in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the most perfect example Now, technically speaking as i mentioned that translation is not correct because allah taala does not say uswatun kamila perfect complete in arabic the word is kamil allah does not say for you in muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the most perfect example the most kamil example the most complete example technically he was the most kamil the most perfect example deen reached kamal and completion on rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam al yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa raditu lakum al islam adina allah says today i have made my deen kamil upon rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so if the word in the quran was kamila it would have been understandable 
Likewise, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa wherein he described himself to the home of Nubuwat. He said, مَثَلَنِي وَمَثَلُ الْأَنْبِيَاءَ مِنْ قَبْلِي كَمَثَلِ رَجُلٍ بَنَا دَارًا He said, my example in the example of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam that preceded me is like that person who built a house. But he left one corner of it incomplete. Then he said, أَنَا اللَّبِنَةُ الْأَخِيرَةِ وَأَنَا آخِرُ النَّبِيِّينَ لَا نَبِيَّ بَعْدِ وَلَا أُمَّةَ بَعْدَ أُمَّتِي He said, I am the completion, I am the culmination, I am the perfection of the home of Nubuwat. After me there is no other new Nabi to come and after my Ummah there won't be another Ummah. So if Quran said Uswatun Kamila, it would have been understandable. In fact, it would have been expected. Allah should have said for you in the Rasul of Allah, Muhammad is the most Kamil, most perfect example. But Quran is Ajib. Allah Ta'ala says, Uswatun Hasana. For you in Muhammad is the most Hasana. What's the difference between Hasana and Kamil? Hasana means the most beautiful example. Now what's the difference? Why say Hasana instead of Kamila? Mufassirin have mentioned various great benefits in this. One benefit is they say, they say Husn doesn't require Dalil. I don't want to use an example of a, of a very pretty woman Rather use a more safer example. If somebody is looking at a 14th full moon, he says, what a beautiful sight. And then somebody asks him, hey, why? on what basis are you saying that is beautiful? Provide some proof. And you'll ask that person, have you lost your marbles? What proof you need to tell you that that is beautiful? Something that is naturally beautiful doesn't require any proof. Automatically, just looking at it, people will appreciate its beauty. So for you in the Rasul of Allah is the most beautiful example. In other words, in other words, Islam is deen and fitrat. Islam is that religion towards which the heart of man naturally aspires towards. And if this ummah had to practice the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu just that practice itself would be been sufficient to attract others towards Islam. Because there is not only perfection in, in sunnah, there is beauty in sunnah. In fact, it is the most beautiful. Woman ahsanu sibghat Allah, woman ahsanu min Allahi sibghah. Sibghat Allah, woman ahsan min Allahi sibghah. Allah says, color yourself in the mold of Allah and which color is better than the color of Allah? Mufassirin say, the color of Allah referred to here is the mold of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So Shariat, Islam, one is, one is a dry Islam where we practice on Islam in such a manner that we make Islam inaccessible to everybody else. Only we are going to Jannah. This deen is too difficult for anybody else to practice. That's one way of practicing Islam. But that is not the mizaj of, of sunnah. Mizaj of sunnah is to create ease. Nabi Islam said, Ad-deenu yusrun. Deen is easy. Islam is easy. It's not difficult. So don't present it in such a way as if you make it like it's a mountain for a person to climb. Present Islam in an easy way. Don't be a negative ambassador for Islam. Be a positive ambassador for Islam. 
practice your Islam also in such a way that people feel that this is something that is accessible, can be done. It's easy. Today, unfortunately, we find that there's so much of rigidity, so much of... We, are, we have become, mashallah, you get two extremes. Some people are completely out of deen and some people are so strict on deen that they make deen appear as if nobody else can practice on deen. Present your Islam with husn, with beauty. Because beauty doesn't need proof and beauty naturally, naturally attracts people. Hafiz Patel sahab rahmatullahi Allah for his qabar with noor. I remember once he caught hold of my hand in Medina Sharif, in, the, in Haram in Medina. And he, and he told me, he said, he said if it's a very, very hot day, boiling hot, you are perspiring, you're feeling the heat. And the next person is eating ice cream. He is enjoying the ice cream. Obviously in a hot day, ice cold ice cream, person will enjoy it. He says, you look at him, he is enjoying the ice cream, but you are salivating. Salive salive is coming in your mouth looking at him. So he caught all of my hand in Haram in Madinah Sharif and he said, go and tell the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu that if they will practice the akhlaq of my Nabi, if they will incorporate in their lives the character of Rasulullah sallallahu then the kafir of this world just looking at them will start salivating to enter into Islam. Today a Muslim lives next to a non-Muslim for 30 years. 30 years non-Muslim neighbor and not one day does it enter the heart of that non-Muslim that I want to accept Islam. How is it possible? Leave our neighbor in our own house. I always mention the example of our, our domestic servants. Go to the first world countries. We think Europe, America is very advanced. There if you drink a cup of tea you have to go wash your own cup. Menial chores, you have to clean your own toilet also. Allah has made it so easy for us. We've got these domestic servants in our homes. Many instances they have separated from their families. Children are growing up on some farm. It's a mother. She's also got natural desires. Separated from their families. Separated from their own children. Doing your menial chores, cleaning your toilet, doing things that you think are beneath yourselves to do. And we pay them a pittance of a, lab, of, of, of a wage. And if anybody suggests that by pay them a decent wage, that is also an advert for Islam. Make them feel happy also. Then we say, no, 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 you're spoiling them. Or you're setting a wrong trend. The other people find out how much you're paying your maid, then they'll have to pay so much too. As if we'll get poor. Charity is not only, mashallah, putting one plaque with your name that I built this masjid or I built this hospital, I did this or did that. That's not only charity. Paying your staff more than what they are worth with the niyat of inviting them towards Islam is also charity. Exhibiting generosity in the name of Islam, that is an advert, it's a dawat for Islam, is, is also charity. Allah will reward you on your intention. Every rakat of every salah, ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem, ihdina sirat ya Allah. Ya Allah, give the whole mankind hidayat. Ya Allah, give the whole mankind hidayat. We make this dua every rakat of every salah. And yet those domestic servants that are working in our houses, doing our menial chores for us, 
We pay them a pittance of a salary. How many times does it enter our heart, the concern and worry for the akhirat of that person? Whether that person is going to Jahannam or Jannat. And the fact of the matter, my respected brothers, may sound crude. It is impossible. It is impossible. I'm saying it three times. It is impossible that a servant lives in a Muslim home for 10, 15, 20 years and not one day does it enter the heart of that person to enter into Islam. It's not possible. The only time it becomes possible is if that Muslim is not practicing Islam. He is practicing some other religion. Because if he is practicing Islam, he is practicing the akhlaq of Rasulullah. What did my Nabi Islam say? He said, give them to eat the same food you eat. Not servant, he said, even the slave, give them the same clothes to wear that you wear. He told Aisha radiallahu anha, ahibbil masakin wa qarribihim. He said, Aisha, love the poor. Keep them close to you. Become the beloved of the poor. Intermingle with the poor. Bring yourself down to the level of the poor. فَإِنَّ اللَّهِ يُقَرِّبُكِ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ If you will keep them close to you, Allah will keep you close to Him on the Day of Judgment. So the road to Allah, the closeness of Allah, the Qur'an, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when Anas Radiallahu Alaihi said, Ya Rasulullah, where will we find you on the Day of Judgment? He said, you will find me with the poor people of my ummah. The road to Rasulullah Sallallahu Qurb in Akhirat. The road to Allah's Qurb in Akhirat is to bring yourself down, to empathize, to, to intermingle, to, be, to, to bring yourself to the level of the poor. Where is this culture in Islam today? Shah Ta'ullah Bukhari, he was the VIP guest, VIP guest for, the, for, the, for a madrasa in Amritsar, Bukhari Khatam. After doing the Bukhari Khatam, he was sitting on the Dastar Khan, and then Bangi of the Madrasa. Those days, obviously they didn't have this electronic switch system. It had to be done manually. And they had this caste system in society in India. So the lowest rung, absolute lowest, nothing lower than this was the Bangi. Those who used to do the physical manual cleaning up of what was left behind in the toilets. So the Bangi of the Madrasa is walking past. Shah Saab, he's the guest of honor. So what does he do? He sees the bungi, he calls him. Now the bungi is worried. What is his employee is going to say? This is the VIP guest, he's calling me. All gazes on him. So when he comes closer, Shasa makes him sit next to him. Then he tells that bungi to eat from his plate. This man is too embarrassed and he's afraid now his employers will scold him afterwards. So he's extremely hesitant. So what does Shah Saab do? Shah Saab picks up one morsel of food, maybe a potato or whatever it was, and with his own hand he puts it into the mouth of this bangi. The bangi was a Hindu. So the bangi takes one bite. Shah Saab takes the balance, puts it in his own mouth and eats it. That man got up, went home and brought his entire family to accept Islam. And he said that the Islam that you showed me today struck my heart. It's not possible, my respected. Many, many times I say it's not possible that 
a Muslim is practicing the akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the Islam of Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and a non-Muslim doesn't get attracted. It's not possible. Especially the servants in our home, especially our neighbors, especially those we come into contact with. Unfortunately, today the worst advert for Islam is our Muslims themselves. Because we don't understand what is Islam. Islam is not giving lectures on Islam. Islam is not slogans. Islam is the practical example of Rasul, the akhlaq, akhlaq, character of Rasulullah sallallahu One hadith that is very often misunderstood. If you ask a person by what is Islam, they say bunyal Islam ala khams. Islam, the foundation of Islam is five things. Shahadat of la ilaha illallah. Iqamus salah, establishment of salah. Discharging of zakat, fasting in the month of Ramadan and hajj. Five pillars of Islam, this is Islam. This is because we don't understand. The hadith is not... Nabi Islam said, Buniyal Islam. What is Buniya? Buniya means foundation. It means Islam starts with these five things. And very often I give this example. If, you are, if people know construction, they say... If you spend a million rand to put the foundation in the outer walls, to finish that building, to make it habitable, to make it attractive, to make it such that somebody wants to stay there will cost you another two or three million. Foundation is one million, two or three million to complete it, to make it beautiful and attractive. Nabi Islam said, Buniya, Islam starts with these five things. What is the attraction of Islam? What's the completion of Islam? What's the perfection of Islam? What's the beauty of Islam? For that, we have to look at another hadith of Rasulullah where he said, Bu'ithtu li'utammima makarim al-akhlaq. He said, Allah sent me. That hadith, buniya, starting point. This hadith, li'utammim, itmam, completion, perfection, culmination. Allah sent me to make Islam perfect, complete, the pinnacle, the height of Islam, makarim al-akhlaq, he said is akhlaq and character. Akhlaq and character. This is where Rasulullah wants to take us. Fortunately, we got stuck on these five things, which is absolutely imperative and important, but that's the starting point. And as I mentioned the other day, when it comes to our six points of tabligh, mashallah, South Africa, South African tabligh is we've reduced it to two or three points. First point, mashallah, zabardast. Little bit on the second and then go out in the path of Allah. What as a tabligi is going to make you attractive? What as a tabligi is going to make your dawat attractive? What as one link to this work is going to make you a beautiful human being? Somebody people are attracted to rather than they want to run away from you. Akhlaq, character. One rewired Nabi Islam said, character is broken up into 360 parts. Character is broken up into 360 parts. He said, meet Allah, meet Allah with one out of the 360 and you will enter into Jannah. So Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, when he heard this, he asked Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah, 
Is any one of those 360 in me? Is any one of those 360 in me? Nabi Salaam said, Abu Bakr, all 360 are in you. That is why, Afdal al-Bashar ba'd al-Anbiya. The greatest human being after Anbiya was Abu Bakr. Akhlaq, character. But obviously 360, 360% start, forget practicing on 360, to count 360 takes so long, it's so difficult. And nowadays we, also, we are always looking for shortcut. You know they say the astute businessman is who? Astute businessman is minimum investment, minimum effort, maximum return, maximum profit. So we all, most of us got a vepari mizaj, so we are always looking for shortcut. So the mafum of the riwayat, Nabi Salaam told Ali radiallahu ta'ala, should I not show you the crux of akhlaq, the most beautiful akhlaq? He said three things. Three things. In other words, this 360 is condensed into three. Silman qata'ak, wa'fu amman dhalamak, wa ahsin ilaman asailik. Silman Qata'ak, Wa'fu Amman Dhalamak, Wa Ahsin Ila Man Asa'a Ilayk. What is the three? He said, join with the one who breaks ties from you. The one who preserves ties from you, you join with him. The one who severs ties from you, you join with him. Silman Qata'ak. The one who oppresses you, forgive him. The one who deals badly with you, you deal good. With, you deal in a nice manner with him. Ahsin ilaman asailik. I'm repeating this. Silman qata. Join with the one who severs ties from you. Do good to the one who does evil to you. Forgive the one who oppresses you. What will Allah give you on this? This, my respected brothers, what I'm talking about is the nature and the essence of the akhlaq of Rasulullah And to say this is very easy. But, wallah, this is a lifelong effort. A lifelong effort. And this is one of the hardest things to do. If there is some sati amongst us who is in etikaf now, who stays awake for the whole night, for the last ten nights of Ramadan. Whole night. Last ten nights, whole night he stays awake. And then on Eid day you go to him and you tell him, listen, bye. You know that one brother of yours who swore you and who did you down and had all this to say about you. Buy one hadiya, one gift, with a smiling face, go and give it to him and make dua for him. And in your heart, in your heart, you must be abs- yeah, your heart must be absolutely clean towards him. What this person will say? He says, "Listen, I'll stay awake another ten nights. Whole night ibadat, no problem. But don't ask me to go and smile at that fellow. He had this to say about me and that to say about me." This is very, very difficult. 
It is very difficult, not easy. Say, talk about it is easy. Talk about it is easy. But to do this practically is one of the most difficult things. That is why. That is why the mafum of the hadith. That is why the mafum of the hadith of Rasulullah wasallam. He says, if a man had the lifespan of Nuh alayhi salam. If a man had the lifespan of Nuh alayhi salam. And every day of that life he fasted. And Fajr and Maghrib were the same wuzu, whole night ibadat. For the life of Nuh alayhi salam, the Jannat Allah will give this man is still smaller than the Jannat Allah will give the person who has that akhlaq. Ma min shay'in athqal fi mizan al abdil mu'mini yawm al qiyamah min khuluqin hasan. Rasulullah said, there's nothing, nothing weightier. Nothing is more weightier. Nothing is more weightier on the scale of deeds on the day of judgment than this akhlaq and character. And the essence of the akhlaq and character, unfortunately, ulama say today, what character we've got? We've got what we call a intiqami akhlaq. What is intiqami akhlaq? Intiqami akhlaq is what we call a reciprocal akhlaq. Smile at the one who smiles at you. Give the one who gives you. Do good to the one who does good to you. This is our akhlaq. And we think, mashallah, we've got akhlaq. Ulama say, that's the quality of an animal. Treat an animal nicely, it'll treat you nicely. That's not akhlaq. Akhlaq is to smile at the person who's got a sour face for you. Give the one who deprives you. Forgive the one who oppresses you. That is akhlaq. And today we don't have that tolerance even for our own wives. We don't have that tolerance even for our own brothers. Even our own family, blood ties, we don't have that level of tolerance. He didn't invite me for his son's nikah or his son's engagement. Or he gave his daughter that certain place and he didn't, didn't, didn't consult me. Or he called so and so to his house and he never told me about it. I'm not going to talk to him for the rest of my life. How easily we find it to say things like that. I won't even go to his janazah. And we say this is akhlaq. This is not akhlaq, this is a destruction of akhlaq. And this is when we have no idea of what the seerah of Rasulullah was. This in itself is a very lengthy topic, but the crux, if nothing else we take away, my respected brothers, if nothing else we take away, let us understand that this akhlaq, this akhlaq, we can never even scratch the surface of it until and unless we don't learn to exert some sort of control over our tongues. Once Rasulullah ﷺ told Mu'az bin Jabal radiallahu ta'ala, should I not show you, should I not show you the essence of deen, ala milakil amr? Mu'az, should I not show you what is the nichor, the essence, how you will get to akhlaq, how you will get to deen, the very foundation, the very pillar of deen? So Mu'az said, what is it, Ya Rasulullah? And then Mu'az is who? Is not Mu'az is that sahabi, 
who will rise up with the flag of the ulama of the ummah in his hand on the day of judgment. That is how intelligent Mu'az bin Jabal was. The scholars of the ummah, the imam will be Mu'az bin Jabal. And yet, this is such an important thing to explain it to him, to make him understand. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam takes his hand, his own Mubarak hands, his fingers, puts it in his mouth, grabs all of his own tongue, pulls his tongue out, and says, Amlik alayka lisanat. Mu'az, control this. Control this. This is the essence of deen. Husne akhlaq, husne kalam ke baghir na mumkin hai. Ulama say, akhlaq and character without controlling this tongue, this nagan. See this tongue, this tongue is a snake. And the poison of this snake is so venomous. That even a cobra snake, they found a serum for its poison. This poison, there's no serum. This poison will destroy homes. It will destroy families. It will destroy generations. The hurt inflicted by it will go into the cover also. Such a dangerous thing this tongue is. That is why so much of emphasis. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Mu'az bin Jabal, he says, Ya Rasulullah, Will we be held accountable for what our speech, what, what our tongue say? Sakilatka ummuka ya Ma'az. Ma'az, it surprises me. I thought you had much more understanding than that. And then what did Nabi Salaam say? Hal yakubun nas. Hal yakubun nas. Ala manakhirihim. Fi nari jahannam. Illa hasaidu al sinatihim. He said, Ma'az, nothing, nothing, nothing will cause my ummat. Nothing will be more conducive. To cause my ummah to be thrown face down into Jahannam than that which is produced by their tongues. The Salah will go one side, the Tabligh will go one side, the Khanka will go one side, the Zikrullah will go one side, the Atikaf will go one side, the fasting will go one side. Everything will go one side because of this tongue if we don't learn to control it. Highest level in Jannat if it is controlled. And the lowest depths of Jahannam if we don't control it. So, so much of emphasis. There's one Sahabi, one incident I'll mention and that will terminate. But like I said, this is a very long topic and Mawlana Ubaidullah mentioned we must finish at 12 o'clock. It's already 3 minutes to 12 o'clock anyway. And these are Mubarak nights, nights for Ibadat. We haven't even read the incident actually. But if you want to know how valuable this is, how valuable this is. How weighty is it in the sight of Allah and His Rasulullah. There's one Sahabi by the name of Simak bin Kharshana radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He's more, more famously known as Abu Dujana radiallahu ta'ala anhu. From Badr, the maqam of a Badri sahabi, Allah ta'ala ittala ala ahli Badrin, faqala i'amalu ma shittum fa inni ghafartu lakum. Allah looked at the sahaba that took part in Badr and Allah said, from now till you die, do whatever you want to do, Jannat is wajib for you. So there was Badr, Uhud, Hunayn, Hudaybiyah, Hudaybiyah, Hunayn, Fateh Makkah, the, incident, the battle of Taif, all these expeditions, amongst the galaxy of 124,000 Sahaba, 
Muarikhin estimate Badr was 313. They say there were about 200 or 220 Sahaba from the 100,000, more than 100,000. Only 200 or 220 Sahaba took part in all the expeditions. And Abu Dujana was one of them. So we can see the rank of the Sahabi. In Uhud, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood up and he said that who will fight with my sword? So all the Sahaba stood up. Ya Rasulullah, give us the sword. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam amended it. And he said, who will fight with my sword to its haq? And he said that all sat down besides three. Umar radiallahu anhu, Zubair bin Awam radiallahu ta'ala anhu, and Abu Dujana radiallahu Nabi Islam didn't give the sword to Umar, he didn't give it to Zubair bin Awam, he gave it to Abu Dujana. Abu Dujana said, Ana alladhi ahadani khalili wa nahnu bisafhi ladan nakhili. Wa'adribu bisayfi allahi wa rasooli. He started, he mentioned a few couplets, few of it I remember, few I forgot. Ana alladhi ahadani khalili wa nahnu bisafhi ladan nakhili. Along those lines, a few, few couplets he said that I will use the sword and fulfill it. It's the haq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Quraysh had come and they had brought their women folk with them to spur the warriors on. نَحْنُ بَنَاتُ طَارِقِي نَمْشِي عَلَى النَّمَارِقِي مَشِّ الْخُطَ الْبَوَارِقِي الدُّرُّ فِي الْمَخَانِقِ وَالْمِسْكُ فِي الْمَفَارِقِ إِن تُقْبِلُوا نُعَانِقِ وَإِن تُدْبِرُوا نُفَارِقِ فِرَاقَ غَيْرُ غَامِقِ These women would recite couplets like this to stir the, the warriors on. That we are the daughters of the stars. Our hairs are interspersed with jewels and our crowns are filled with musk. If you will go ahead into the lines of the enemies, we will embrace you. If you will retreat and run away, we will separate ourselves for you. Poems like that they would recite to spur the warriors on. So the women of Quraysh were with them and they were singing these poems. Zubair bin Awam felt very slighted because he was the cousin of Rasulullah And he felt that why didn't Nabi Wasallam give me the sword? Why did he give it to Abu Dujana? So he said, he said I, started, I started observing Abu Dujana. What is so special about him? So he says, Abu Dujana fought fiercely, crossed the lines of the Quraysh. And he reached right till the back where the women were. The women that had come of the enemy to spur the warriors on. And he says he cut through the lines of the women and eventually he brought the sword right up to the head of Hinda. Right up to the head of Hinda, just about, just above the head of Hinda. And then he stopped. And he walked away. So Zubair bin Awam says, I said to him that Abu Dujana, why didn't you finish the job off? So he said, Nabi Wasallam said, I must use this sword to its haq. The sword of Rasulullah how can it be used against a woman or against a child? So nevertheless, this I'm just giving an introduction as to the maqam of Abu Dujana radiallahu ta'ala. Badr, Uhud, Hunayn, every expedition. And in Uhud, Nabi Islam gave him his sword as one who will fulfill the haq of that sword. Abu Dujana radiallahu ta'ala in the latter part of his life, in the latter part of his life, the riwayat is attributed to him 
Inna arja amali indi. What is this inna arja amali indi? In layman's terms, if you ask somebody that of all the good deeds that you did in your entire life, if Allah Ta'ala on the day of judgment asks you what is the one thing that you did that you wish to present to me that I should make your maghfirat on that. What is the one thing that you think is the most superior thing that you did in your life that on that I can make your maghfirat. That is inna arja amali indi. Now what it should have been? In the case of Abu Dujana, if you're looking at the kitab and the hadith is written there, inna arja amali indi. Abu Dujana says, the one amal that I feel is worth that I can present to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment, that Ya Allah on this make my maghfirat. What it should be if you cover the section after that? Logically, it should have been Badr. Should have been Uhad. Should have been Hunayn. Should have been Fatih Makkah. What and what glories of Islam the Sahabi was given. And yet, this is Sira. This is the companionship of Rasulullah This is the understanding that Sahaba had of deen. Abu Dujana says that the greatest amal which I will present to Allah Ta'ala on the day of judgment, that Ya Allah on this I beseech you to make my maghfirat is what? Ma adaytu ahadan bilisani wa laysa fi qalbi ghishun li ahad. That in my entire life after accepting Islam, I never uttered a single word that hurt the feeling of anyone. Ma adaytu ahadan bilisani. I've never caused taklif to anyone with my tongue and in my heart I hold no nafrat or hatred or dislike for anyone. He says, this amal I will present to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Ya Allah on this make my maghfirat. Not Badr, not Uhud, not Hunayn, not Fatih Makkah. So this is not something that is to be taken lightly my respected friends. Akhlaq and character. Akhlaq and character is the nature, is the essence of our deen. And like magnets, like magnets, humanity was attracted towards Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Like moths towards a fire, like metal towards a magnet. Humanity was attracted towards Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam because of this akhlaq, generosity, kindness, no jazba for revenge, forgiveness, compassion. Never saying anything to hurt the feelings of people consideration for others, appreciation. These aspects, this is what is the legacy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And this is what makes this Muslim attractive. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا Allah says, for you in the Rasul of Allah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is the most beautiful example. Our da'wat and tabliq will never be beautiful and never be effective unless we come onto this akhlaq, this character. Learn to forgive, learn to overlook. These Mubarak nights particularly, family members that we have broken ties with, now is the time to patch up. If you are a source of taklif, taklif to our parents, now is the time to patch up. If you have hurt the feelings, we have a hatred, enmity for others in our hearts. If you have the source of tor, disunity, 
Now is the time to address these maladies. And to have a clean heart. Have a clean heart. Allah says, meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a clean heart. Allah give us tawfiq. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluh wa lakal shukru kulluh wa lakal mulku kulluh wa ilayka yarjul umru kulluh Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnit ala nafsik lakal hamdu ya rabbana kama yam maghiri jalali wajhika wa azimi sultanik rabbi ghfir wa raham wa tajawaz umma ta'alam innaka anta Allahul azzul akram rabbi ghfir wa raham wa anta khairul rahimin rabbi ghfir lana dhunubana ما قدمنا وما أخرنا وما أعلنا وما أصررنا وما أنت أعلم به منا أنت المقدم وأنت المؤخر لا إله إلا أنت لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا أعوذ بعفوك من إقابك وأعوذ برضاك من سختك وأعوذ بك منك جل وجهك لا نحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا غياث المستغيثين يا حي يا قيوم يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم إنا ندعوك الله وندعوك الرحمن وندعوك البر الرحيم وندعوك بأسمائك الحسنى كلها ما علمنا منه ما لم نعلم أن تغفرنا وترحمنا أن تغفر لنا وترحمنا أن تغفر لنا وترحمنا ومسمسف الله ورحيم الله وكريم الله يا الله يا so powerful يا الله يا الله we are your weak slaves يا الله يا الله you have blessed us with so many نعمات يا الله يا الله head to toe we enjoying so many of your bounties يا الله يا الله we cannot possibly give thank you for each and every نعمات that you blessed us with يا الله Ya Allah, but despite your rahmat and your mercy upon us, Ya Allah, we have used your very same ni'mas to disobey you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are enjoying your ni'mas, Ya Allah, and we are using it to disobey you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, every order of yours we have broken, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, day and night, Ya Allah, we are involved in gunas and sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are drowning in our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have given us a Mubarak nest to turn towards you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are extending our begging bowls in front of you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, there is nobody else we can turn to besides you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, from your rahmat and your mercy, Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, guide us to the straight path, Ya Allah. The path of those whom you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, turn us away from the path of those whom you are angry with, Ya Allah. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Allah, grant hidayah to the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, this Ummah is suffering, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, throughout the world, Ya Allah, the Ummah is going through such difficulties, Ya Allah. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, Ya Allah, remove the difficulties of the Ummah, Ya Allah. 
Ya Allah, remove the sufferings of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have given us so many ni'mas in this country, Ya Allah. We are enjoying so many bounties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, they are those Ummahs of yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, they do not know where their next meal is going to come from, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make it easy for this Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Muslim brothers and sisters in Palestine, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, so many years of suffering, Ya Allah. Ya Rahman Rahimin. Ya Allah, that is our first Qibla, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that is our haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, today it is in the hands of the enemies, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, free Ya Allah. Ya Allah, open a way out for them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Allahumma ansur ikhwanana al-mustadafina fi Filastin. Allahumma ajjil binasrihim, Ya Qawiyu, Ya Aziz. Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, make it easy for them, Ya Allah. Open a way out for them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, return Masjid Al-Aqsa back to us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, free that land, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, time and again in the Quran in Majid, we recite about how blessed this land is, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, make it easy for them, Ya Rahman Rahimin. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, those are sick and ailing, Ya Allah, grant them shifa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us good health, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, health is from you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from hospitals, Ya Allah. Save us from operating theaters, Ya Allah. Ya Arhamar Rahimin. Ya Allah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove this condition, Ya Allah. Allahumma rafa'anna hadha al-bala. Allahumma rafa'anna hadha al-bala. Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have restrictions upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have curfews upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we know it because of our actions, Ya Allah. That is halat and condition has come upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, at this time of the year we should witness, Ya Allah, millions making tawaf of the Kaaba, Ya Allah. Millions presenting themselves in front of the Rosa Sharif, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, because of our gunas and sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the time has come, Ya Allah. Where restrictions have been imposed, Ya Allah. And we cannot make... We cannot make ziyarat of the qabr of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We cannot make umrah and hajj, ya Allah. Ya Allah, show us the day again, ya Allah. Show us those time again, ya Allah. Ya Allah, quickly, ya Allah. When we can make tawaf of the baytullah again, ya Allah. When we can present ourselves in Medina Sharif, ya Allah. Ya Allah, health is from you, ya Allah. Halat and conditions are from you, ya Allah. Ya Allah, change the conditions, ya Allah. Ya Allah, return us back to normal, ya Allah. Ya Allah, we know this because of all wrongs is halat have come upon us, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you change the conditions, ya Allah. Ya Allah, ya Allah, from your rahmat and your mercy, ya Allah. Ya Allah, ya Allah, do not show us another wave, ya Allah. Ya Allah, send the waves of your rahmat and your mercy to us, Ya Allah. Send the waves of your hidayah to us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove this virus from us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, you are Shafi, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Shifa is in your hands, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, conditions in your hands, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, on this Mubarak night, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we know well, Ya Allah. Our masajid have restrictions, Ya Allah. It is because the azan fell on deaf ears, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, azan upon azan went, Ya Allah. We turned our backs to the masjid, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, now we are seeing these conditions, Ya Allah. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Allah, you change our condition, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, make it easy for us, Ya Allah. Show us the day again, Ya Allah. We will walk freely into the masjid, Ya Allah. Without any sanctions, without any restrictions, Ya Allah. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Allah, the day is coming, Ya Allah. When we will have to return back towards you, Ya Allah. 
Ya Allah, every one of us, Ya Allah. There is no escaping it, Ya Allah. Kullu nafsin dha'iqatul mawt. Every one of us will have to drink from that cup of death, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot escape it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make that day such, Ya Allah. That will be the best day of our lives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us leave this world with a kalima on our lips, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us leave this world in such a condition that you are pleased with us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, do not let the angel of that fairness in haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not let the angel of that fairness in such a condition, condition that you are angry with us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, make us leave this world in a good condition, Ya Allah. A good death, Ya Allah. Save us from evil and a painful death, Ya Allah. Ya Arhamar Rahimin. Ya Allah, the time is going to come, Ya Allah. When we'll have to be lowered to that qabr, Ya Allah. The dark put, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, our own family are going to lower us, Ya Allah. And they are going to leave us behind, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you be our companion in the qabr, Ya Allah. Ya Alhamdulillah Rahmeen. Ya Allah, make our hisab kitab easy for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, bless us with the hisab kitab in our right hand, Ya Allah. Make us cross the bridge of Sirat like the speed of lightning, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enter us into Jannah without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Bighiri hisab, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, in this Mubarak month, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, pass Vesla that you'll be safe from Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from Jahannam, Ya Allah. Allahumma ajirna minan nar. Allahumma ajirna minan nar. Allahumma ajirna minan nar. Jazallahu anna nabiyyina Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ahluh. Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abadan ala habibika khiri al-khalki kullihimi. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-musaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil.